Thursdays mean beautiful news, .com days. And this Thursday means Afros and dads and kids and smiles and learning and mentors. Um, Terrence Mentor is on Zoom with me and he is being super duper honest about the challenges and triumphs of fatherhood. Hi, Terrence. Welcome to the show. Hi, Danny. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited and maybe a little bit nervous to, to talk to you. I have read that you um, have fostered 14 children. 14. Yeah, I mean, that was a, that was a long time ago okay. <laughs> when I was younger. Uh, my wife and I were, were younger and we had a lot more capacity. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, we, we, we safe housed um, 14 uh, babies. Um, those, are, those are babies who were either in the process of being adopted or the, their story was still, try, the, you know, social workers were still trying to work out what the, the next phase was for them. And they just needed um, a place to uh, to give these children a bit of safety, a bit of love, you know, all the things that babies need. Uh, so we did that um, for for a few years, and it was very rewarding and very difficult <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> I can well, well, no, I can't imagine. I only have a nephew, a nephew that I spend time with. Um, other than that, I have a dog, but I. You know, and and I've been talking into this this month um, into how our society as a whole is a little bit toxic in the belief that there are certain things for women and, and certain things for men, and that women must want children and men, you know, and kind of want them to carry on the mm. name and that's it. But you paint a completely different picture to me, and you kind of opened opened my mind a little bit. Even you know, we learn all the time as as much as we think we're open and accepting and we know. Um, and you, you made me realize that there are a lot of dads who want to be dads very badly and probably feel the same pull that a woman who wants children do, but also that you want to be a super duper hands-on dad. Mm. And I want to, I want to talk about that because you, You've started this YouTube, you've started this website, and you're you're helping other dads. But tell me, before you were a dad, was there that pull to be one? Um, honestly, no. <laughs> I, I uh, if, especially if you compare myself and my wife, my my wife always wanted to be a parent, um, and and I was really much like the way you described, like. Yeah, if it happened, it would be it would be cool, but it's not something that I'm definitely pushing for. Okay. Um, and if you had asked maybe 18 year old me, are you excited at the idea of becoming a dad one day? I would have been like, eh, yeah, I guess I know what the right answer is, but there's also the real answer. Yeah. Um, but then when I became a dad, that, that changed so fundamentally. Um, I can't even, I can't even remember what it was like to be that 18 year old kid. I was, I was actually talking about it on the, on my a podcast a couple of weeks ago i can't remember what it was like not to have this all-consuming love for for another person where you are willing to literally die <laughs> for this kid um uh, yeah I, I can't imagine not being a dad not wanting to be a dad uh and yet there was a point when yeah i i maybe was a little bit more ambivalent i you kind of understand that because I would, when I'm with Mason, I would probably throw myself in front of a moving <laughs> car for him. But when I'm not with him, I mean, I'm just me. 
that must be the most stressful thing to be a parent because that feeling is then constant. You are constantly on the lookout. You are constantly on guard. You are constantly aware. You are constantly making sure that this little human is okay. Mm. I don't know. How do you guys do this? Well, I, I yeah, it is this constant anxiety and love and, and, and everything is heightened. All your emotions are heightened. And I actually asked my mom last year, when do you stop? worrying about like when did you stop worrying about about your kids you know, <laughs> at what point do you stop sneaking into into their room at night and making sure they're like still breathing or, or at least have the urge to do that and um my mom was like well i'll let you know when it happens because she's still Aww. you know she has a 50 year old daughter she has a 40 year old son she has a me a 36 year old son and she still worries about us every day um so i guess it's kind of like a bit of a life sentence of worry <laughs> when you become a dad <laughs> and a mom Okay, so you are a dad and you have a beautiful wife and you you guys you you have kids and then you realize that the one kid might possibly be bonding to your wife more than you and this, this mm. gives you this feeling of jealousy so you're open about it and this births Afro Daddy. Tell me about this. Yeah, so it like Afro Daddy was was kind of going on before then uh, okay. because I just realized when we when we adopted our first child that there was nothing out there for dads. There was no content available that was either representing fathers or mm. kind of speaking into the fatherhood life. So um, when there's a gap, I kind of take it. So I, I started making Aphrodite. I started just making videos about my experiences. And then when um, our second child, Eli, came along, I, I very quickly realized that there was a difference between my relationship with, with Liam, our oldest son, and, and with Eli. Uh, he was very bonded to his mom. He didn't want to have much to do with me. That's all different now. We're, we're great now. Mm. Um, but for the first two years, it was really hard. Um, and I just assumed that this was a commonly known thing, that everyone understood that one parent kind of has this jealousy um, <laughs> when the child is so attached to the other parent. So I wrote about that thinking, you know, you, you, you make all this really great content and it doesn't really go anywhere. And then you do a little five minute thing that you write very quickly that you think, oh, this will go nowhere. And it just exploded. Everyone was like, oh, finally, this dad is telling the truth. Also about me. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Why, why, aren't we, why haven't we been talking about this before? Um, so that went, that was a weird global phenomenon that happened a few years ago where websites around the world were sharing this blog post just about this dad who's getting real dirty and honest about his own feelings and i think that's one of the things that has kind of set aphrodite apart is that i'm i'm willing to talk about how i'm feeling not just about the experience but also this is how it made me as a dad and a man feel which yeah. we don't see a lot of unfortunately you know what? That is so important. And that's exactly the messaging of this whole month for me. Um, I don't also think that we allow men the space to mm. verbalize their feelings because it's not quote unquote normal, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, there's a real fear of vulnerability um, that's kind yeah. of trained into men, which, um, which is a really bizarre thing. You, you don't want to be afraid, but you are afraid of being afraid, which is the weird catch 22 we, we kind of train men into i i don't think it's a natural thing i think it's something that we do train into boys from a, from oh, a young sure. age I, and i have two boys and i see myself doing it it is a thing that i have to fight oh, my wow. own urge to get them to toughen up and man up and oh stop it now you know that kind of thing oh, and, wow. and I, yeah and, and i have to i have to learn language that i was never taught as a child like 
the word sad, <laughs> like I, it's okay to be sad. That's something that boys aren't told. Mm. You, it's okay if you want to go to your room and, and have a bit of a cry or just be quiet and be sad for a bit. And when you feel better and you want to talk about it, come and talk about it. That is something that I had to learn as an adult, um, which, which means there's a whole range of emotions we aren't teaching men. Um, or, and, and like you're saying, giving men the space to feel and, and yeah. talk about, um, which is what Aphrodite is trying to do. I think you're doing it. I really think you're doing it. And I feel like you're, you're definitely you're teaching, um, but you're also teaching women. You're not only teaching men, because I think people, humans that identify as women, and if you're in a relationship, um, heterosexually, you know, cisgendered, like a man and a woman, husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend, there is always that thing that one of you is emotional and the other must be stable <laughs> and, uh, and, and strong and, you know, keep the ship sailing. Whereas I think we've forgotten that a relationship isn't 50-50. Sometimes it's 60-40. Sometimes it's 90-10. And you've got to just pick up the slack for your partner at some points. And sometimes boys cry. And that's so fine. (laughs) Yeah. And and knowing how as a partner to be in that supportive space is is hard especially if you as a as a woman as someone who identifies as a woman um you know the the men that you've seen around you if the men have never done that how you don't know how to respond to that if you've never seen your father or your your older brothers or your uncles have this range of emotions when your husband all of a sudden comes to you and says i i'm feeling depressed i i need therapy or i'm feeling anxious and i'm and i'm not coping i need help you have no idea how to deal with that because you've never seen that. And, and we don't even see that in TV and media either. No. You know, my, the example I always make is like when in action movies, when a, a man's family gets brutally killed, right? He's not. He I mean, the kills first everyone. He is, he, exactly. He kills everyone. <laughs> he, gets, he gets vengeance. And then at the yeah. end, he normally has another beautiful woman on his arm and everything's fine and he's happy. There's no therapy. There's no ongoing PTSD. There's no trauma counseling that he goes to, which is actually what we need. We don't need vengeance. We don't need to be tougher. We don't, learn how to, we don't need to learn how to be tougher. We need to learn how to deal with the things that are making us feel bad and are making us struggle. But we're not told that. We're told to toughen up in, in every situation. Right, Terrence. So there's a space there for a great movie. Um, <laughs> I know you're a full-time dad, but you can find the time, I'm sure. <laughs> we can, yeah. That's the the plot twist. At, at, you know, right in the middle, as he's like getting his guns together, he makes a phone call and he books a therapy appointment session, and that's the rest <laughs> of the movie. It's just an hour, just an hour therapy session for the last half of the film. <laughs> and he's just really open about taking medication yes. and doing the work and doing medication, yeah. and cold water exposure, and breath therapy, and all. <laughs> I, in, in honesty i would love to watch that that would be I mean, <laughs> a, it would be it would be hilarious but also it, it would it's the most unexpected thing yeah okay so you you're a full-time dad are you still a full-time dad yeah yeah well i'm i i'm i work and i'm full-time dad it's it's difficult because we we so often get mom moms identify as moms first mm. and oh oh and i'm also x so i'm a mom oh but i'm also a doctor i'm like okay but <laughs> that's a weird mix whereas dads always go no i'm an accountant and oh by the way i also happen to be a father so ah. i'm trying i've been trying for the last few years to switch that around going ah. 
oh, Terrence, what do you do? Oh, I'm a dad and I'm a digital marketer. Um, making fatherhood my my biggest part of my identity um, because it should be as important for my life as it is for my partner. Changing the narrative. I'm here mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. I'm here That's for what it. we have to do. Slowly <laughs> and painfully, we will pull these people kicking and screaming into the 21st century. Oh my God. Our age group that had really nothing to fight for really have everything to fight for <laughs> and we will fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this is just my, my small way. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm full of catchphrases, unfortunately. And one of my catchphrases is that parenting is actually two jobs. One is getting your kids ready for the world and the other is getting the world ready for your kids. Mm. And for me, Aphrodite is about that second part is, is trying in my small way to get the world ready for them. It's, it's, it's to have the conversations, the hard conversations about, you know, the patriarchy and feminism and racism and all of these big things. I want to have those conversations now so that my kids don't have to do the hard work when they're my age. That's, yeah. that's my job as their dad. I think, you know what, I love that and I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. And I think we're going to raise children that are really open and accepting, mm. but there's still always going to be something to learn and someone is always going to be problematic at something at some <laughs> point, you know? So as much as you're preparing them for the world, I don't think that you can fully prepare them. So I think you also need to be prepared to be there for when they need you. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I, I, I hate the idea of my kids being in trouble one day and being so scared of dad because dad gets so angry that yeah. I'd rather be in trouble somewhere else and be in a difficult situation than call dad for help. <laughs> so yeah. I always want them because I, I had that fear. I'm uh-huh. like, ooh, um, I'm, I'm stuck You're somewhere at a party. Now. Yeah, I, I can't call. And it's two o'clock in the morning. I should have been home to three hours ago. If I call dad now, I'm going to be in the hugest amount of trouble. Um, even though I really need to leave this place. Um, I wanted to know that calling me and getting help from me is always going to be better than whatever the difficult situation is in. Like choosing to get dad to help will always be the safer option. Mm. There might be consequences. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to not discipline my children, but they'll always know that it's, that will be a better option that being with dad is where you're safe, where you're supported and where you're going to get the help you need. Um, And that kind of starts now when they're at this age, when they're five and uh, five and seven, you know, they need to know that if they break a cup or if they break something that they can come and tell me the truth and that telling me the truth will always be better than trying to like sweep it under the rug and hide it and hope dad doesn't see it, (laughs) which is what I used to do all the time. (laughs) I feel you. I feel you. You Mm. sound like you've done the work to get to this, this (laughs) space though. Um, can you, have you, and is there work that someone else could do to get to the space of fatherhood where you are? Um, so I think the first thing that, that especially fathers need to do is, is form communities. Um, you know, we, we know other dads and we need to be talking about fatherhood to other dads. Mm. Uh, we are very just as a group, I don't like talking about father, but fathers as a group because you know no one no one group is all the same. But yeah, in general, dads are really bad at forming online communities or even just communities of friends that are focused around parenting. So a group where the rules are we're not talking about sports here or about the new Marvel film or about the next piece of tech. We are talking about our experiences as dads. Um, 
I've I've had that in different capacities. I've now formalized that. I've actually created a, a essay dads community um, group on Discord. At the moment, it's like 40, 45 guys in there where we wow. talk every day about the various experiences of of fatherhood. About um, you know, there there are guys there who are just becoming dads, and you can support them. There are guys on there who've been dads for you know years and years and years who have teenagers, and they can support you. Um, that I think is the first step in doing in, in doing the work is is forming those good relationships with other dads. Um, and you can do that with other parenting groups, but I find other parenting groups are so overwhelmingly mom focused just because those are the ones who are communicating that that it's difficult for a a single dad to come in there and get the kind of real relational experience that these groups should be offering. So, so that's why I did start the, the essay dad. It's called the essay dads community. There's a Facebook group, but more importantly, there's a discord server where um, we have one big group. And then there's every, every 10 dads have their own separate subgroup that no one else can see. So they can be real honest and intimate about the, what they're feeling um, about what they're going through. And it's not just about the difficult parts. And um, that's one of the things that I also want to like try and get us to do as parents is to talk about the difficult parts. Yes. But also to go, okay, this is, there's a, there's a tough stuff and there's the great stuff. Like parenting is really great and we shouldn't make it seem like it's the worst thing in the world. We don't want to scare people into not having kids, <laughs> but we want to be, we want to have that honesty where it's like, Oh my word! My child walked for the first time today, and and I think my heart's going to explode from joy. Or, you know, they they randomly gave me a hug, and I'm kind of floating at the moment. Um, to okay, uh, I have another human's poo on my hand, and and I'm freaking out about that. You know, there's the whole range, there's the whole spectrum, and and I think finding a place where you can talk about both of those things with people who can go, yep, understand. I mm. understand what you're going through. Yes, that's great. Yes, that's tough. If you can, can I offer advice? If you don't want advice, that's fine. We can just be here in the difficult times. That's the, that's the real hard stuff for, for dads to do. Like everything else, you can make your blogs, you can make your vlogs and podcasts like I do. But I think the real effective work can be done in communities. I'm here for this. This is definitely <laughs> something that I'm I'm into. I'm all about connection, human connection, Sorry, you, communities. You, you, you got me on my on my dad soapbox. And I, kind of <laughs> I, I that's exactly where you should be. This is, this is where you should be. Um, Terence, where do we find you if we want to find you? If we want to follow you? If there are dads that need you in their lives? Mm. The best place to go would be the website um, AfroDaddyOnline.com. That's where all the Aphrodite content is and the links to everything. Um, and then the other really good place to do would be if you, um, if you are on Discord or starting, I know a lot of people aren't on Discord yet, but um, if you go to discord.com, open an account and search for the Essay Dads community, you will find me there chatting to, to the group of dads that we formed around ourselves. Um, so those are the two best places to connect with me. Awesome. Taryn, thank you so much for your time. Um, good luck with dadding. Good luck with everything. But uh, you, you've got it. I think you're fine. Uh, Danny, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity.